0: تكلم بلدي وتشم الورد البلدي
1: تتكلم بلدي وتشم الورد البلدي وتعيش الحلم العسري يبقى انت اكيد المصري المصري عارف بالعربت نادي بسم الله وبسم بلادي
0: Hello everybody and welcome uh, to the 19th uh, Youssef Shaheen podcast. I'm very happy today to have Yasser Hamad with us. because this is a conversation that started really out of the previous podcast, and one of the things that you know anybody who's been listening knows is that we actually don't know very much about Youssef Shaheen. So you know we are admirers. Yeah, we we kind of came across his work at uh, the uh, Ritrovato Film Festival in Bologna last year. They had a large retrospective, and then. You know, we thought it would be a good opportunity since Netflix is showing 12 films with subtitles to try to get people to see the work, really. And so that's how that's how it began. Right. Uh, so since then, we've obviously been seeing a lot more films. We've been reading a lot on him, but there's just a lot of information that we don't have access to. Yeah. And actually, Yasser has been wonderful about filling us in on it so basically the types of information that we have are largely what's available uh in english yeah. some of what's available in french but actually you know only magazines and things like mm-hmm. that yeah because you know books are expensive and to order and so on yeah so so i'm really grateful and happy for the opportunity to to talk to someone uh uh who really knows mm. about the work and you know who is in fact a filmmaker but also You know, he's an Arab filmmaker who knows Egyptian cinema. So so thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thank you for giving me this opportunity as I I would always had the passion to share my love for Shaheen's film, but I never had the platform to share that. And like having you and Richard and like listening to the podcast was like something that I felt like there's someone else that thinks like me and who has the same admiration for Shaheen's film. So I'm really happy to be here.
0: I, I really do think that he's one of the world's great filmmakers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I speak, you know, with a little bit of knowledge. I am a film studies lecturer. Yeah. so, <laughs> so <laughs> I have seen a lot of work. Exactly. Um, but how did you come across his work? How were you introduced to Shaheen? Actually,
1: like, I was first introduced to him when I went to film school in Los Angeles. And that's, uh-huh. and what's funny is, like, the only encounter I had, like, with what is Yusuf Shaheen was just his name and like remembering in elementary school, a friend of mine telling me that he went to Egypt and saw a film where like he literally like did this. There was a, a scene, a, like a sex scene and like all of that. And it's just like uh-huh. kids telling I, I saw a sex scene in a film. And that's it. That's the only uh-huh, thing uh-huh. I know about his films. And then when I went to film school and started like knowing what his films and what his cinema. And I started, I went to yeah. like, then who do I have as a role model? Who's the Arab role model that I should go and look for and look after in his work? And then that's when I started to know more about Shaheen. I did a lot of papers on him like in the beginning of uh, school. And then I just kept um, like expanding my knowledge on his film. and And just like I felt like the world kept opening up for me as like, Uh, After two years in film school, I found like a French um, festival that was in the Director Guild of America in in Sunset in Los Angeles. And there were screening Adieu Bonaparte. And that's like my first encounter seeing it in in cinema. And it was very special to me because I felt like, yeah, this is what he wanted. He wanted an American audience Mm. to watch him. And it was screened in the DGA. So yeah. it was, uh, like, and I even wrote, uh, like, um, a review on a piece for, like, an art and culture uh, class I had in, in school at the time. So, like, the relationship kept going on from there. And I felt like I wanted to see his film and, and rest- restored, not on a YouTube, a, you know, blurry, um, what do you call, like a version of the film. And, yeah. and I felt like the, universe. We call it
0: blurro vision. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I felt, uh, we call it blurro vision because you can't see it. Exactly. Like, you know? and I
1: never engaged with uh, the film. Like I remember at Bonaparte specifically, like I tried to watch it and it's like 20 minutes in it. Like I'm not attached to the film, but uh-huh. then, uh, when I saw it in the restoration, I felt the universe was working for me like to watch all of these films
0: I tell you, you know, it's such a sadness mm. to me because uh, Adieu Bonaparte is the only one of Shaheen's films that we've been able to see in a beautifully restored Blu ray version. Yeah. And just the colour in that, the cinematography mm. is so beautiful. Yeah. That actually it makes you wonder what are you losing out by seeing you know, so, some of the copies are decent, some of the copies Are very bad uh, 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 you know YouTube videos but even the best of them uh, offer you nothing like the gradations of color yeah Yeah, the nuances of color that you see in a detail and I'm sure that it's not it's not because you know he had a better cinematographer it's just because the copy is better right Mm -hmm. so so one of the things that we always have to keep in mind when looking at Shaheen's films is that, you know, we're looking at an audio-visual medium, and actually the visuals are all through a kind of screen of time and deterioration. I What would it mean to actually see, like, you know, beautifully restored copies of Shaheen? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because he is a great filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He pays attention to all of those details of, of lighting and composition. And it feels to me that... You know, it's such a shame that we can't see them, Mm -hmm. but also how great the films are in spite of that. So imagine what they could be if they were properly restored. And like, uh,
1: lucky for me, like even after that incident of watching it there, I felt like I wanted to watch more. I want to watch the the um, the trilogy, the biopic because that's what i related mm-hmm. to more because as a film student like trying to understand who am i in this world and also finding the yeah. similarities between me and shaheen you know
0: uh-huh.
1: but the difference is like i come from saudi arabia a, a coastal city with like a lot of mixed cultures but no cinema yeah. and no art and no yes. place to do that so i went to him as a refuge to learn all the things that I missed out on. And then uh-huh, uh-huh. And lucky for me after that, on actually my, on my birthday, like the next day was, uh, his films were screening in Cairo, fully restored all the films, like maybe 20 of them or more. Wow. And it was like for two weeks or 10 days. And it was in the cinema. It was, uh, it's called Zawiya cinema. It's now managed by his family. And, uh, and it, the cinema was the one he owned himself, actually. It's called Cinema Karim. And they restored it and made it into the Zawiya cinema. And they show art house films and independent air yeah. films. So it was like great to see a, a whole movement. Like when I went there, I, like a full in Cairo in the cinema, and it's full. There's young people, there's old people. You hear like different opinions. You hear different discussions. And one of the funny things uh, that happened there was they had a discussion after my favorite film, which is haduta Masriya or an Egyptian tale. And uh-huh. the discussion was between like three cinema uh, studies, you know, people from from Cairo, and they were. They were sitting there and they asked the question to the audience, to an open discussion, do you think this film is like a copy from uh, all that jazz? And they mentioned that he went to Cannes with the film and Cannes refused because it's a resemblance with all that jazz and he took it to Venice. And then after, like a lot of people were giving their opinions, like one guy was like all about the politics in the film and no, Abdel Nasser didn't that and you did that. Just like, no, but you're taking out from the artistry and you're taking about this is true or it's not and all of that. And I just yeah. raised my hand and I said, I um, I saw the film from a point of view that I bet no one in the audience saw it from, and which is the Saudi kid that shows in London in the hospital who just tells them, I saw a car station. And that's it. Yeah. Like, it's just about... The kid who, who was misrepresented, like the whole outfit is all wrong. But that's because that's my part to fill in, yeah. you know, how he looks and and why Shaheen wanted to portray that in his film yes. and like how the his journey was personal. It was very Egyptian, you know. Yes. But to other Egyptians, it wasn't the same thing because their Egypt was different from Shaheen's. And yes. that is where I, I feel the conflict for people against Shaheen comes from i feel
0: yeah i i, I want to explore that a bit further with you because actually again, you know that's exactly the point of view on this work mm. you know that I'm hoping you'll provide, but why don't we begin chronologically, yeah, yeah? because I think it would be you know so um you know, let's group his i haven't seen all of his first films, yeah. you know, but I have seen. Uh, Baba Amin, Mm -hmm. The Blazing Sun, Dark Waters, Cairo Station. So, you know, how uh, did you see this as part of that retrospective? Had you seen them before? What do you think of them?
1: Uh, I've seen them before the retrospective. Uh, Some of them like I even missed a few of them in the retrospective because I was editing my first feature at the time also, Mm -hmm. which is became later on the first Saudi film in Saudi cinemas.
0: Um uh, oh, wow yeah. is that is that Roland?
1: Roland, yes. And we and the film yes. I expressed my you know like the, the need to um to tell Jeddah my city through the lens that Shaheen viewed Alexandria. You know, the yeah. history, the richness, and from there I bonded with Shaheen more because yeah. I started to understand what he's trying to achieve with his films. And where, like, in some instances, he fails to achieve it because of the outside um, resources or, like, the government at the time. And there is so many elements, like, we don't know. But once yes. I work in a system, like, we don't have, like, a, a, a system or the way to work in filmmaking here. And now yeah. I see how he went through that in, in, at his time. Yes. He didn't have a studio system like for me, like I view all Arab cinemas and the independent cinema. Like we don't yeah. have studios, we don't have anything. Like even if there is studios, it's still independent and it's low budget,
0: you know. But my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that when Shaheen started making these films in the 1950s, mm-hmm. that actually Egypt did have quite a highly developed industry with studios. I mean, obviously not like the American studio yeah. system. But nonetheless, a very highly developed infrastructure for mm-hmm. filmmaking.
1: Exactly, and they had the Studio Must, which was the first one. Uh-huh. But all of them were like backed by money from uh, big officials or like you know, uh-huh. uh, like what ag- agenda? Like it was through an agenda of what they wanted yes. to achieve through cinema. And uh-huh. if you see, even like I trace back his films and. How he made them. Most of them were like just beginning filmmaking, and then like the the musicals and all of these films, until he had uh, Saladin, which opened the whole new world for him. But it was only because of the support he got from Nasr, Yes.
0: you know. Yes,
1: and that's where like a lot of people see him, who a person who got lucky because of the situations he was in and he was smart enough to to know how to navigate through it.
0: Well, he was very smart and he was very charming, mm-hmm. but it can't be luck if you continue to make films in very completely different historical circumstances yes. for a period of 40 years mm-hmm. yeah, or 50. Yeah. So I, he was making films from ni- the ni- 1950s to the 90s. Yeah. And it was Baba first it first the 1950s. Y- yeah. So you can't be lucky for 40 <laughs> exactly yeah, 5 years right <laughs> uh, and
1: and and that is the debate people have like there's a huge debate on him and still until today like i found a video mm. that was posted like last week on youtube and you would have people from now uh, from now like this day and age arguing about shaheen and how they hate him and how they hate his film and all of these things but none of them have an actual critique of his film like, I searched yeah. the whole internet. I want to know why people hate Shaheen, you know? No one is seeing anything. They all use rumors that Omar Sharif right. said Yusuf Shaheen is gay. But, the, like, yeah. you, you read later, he, no, his representative denied that. He never said that,
0: you know? His films are very gay,
1: y- though, Yeah, no, the films know? are gay, but for, like, for what he is, you know, yeah, And like um, and the, it became a judgmental point that because it's gay, I ju- I'm just going to watch it. It's just demeaning and all of that, you know, which it I takes mean, from the humanity of the film itself,
0: of course. And also, I think it, even that's the wrong word. Mm. I mean, it seems to me that, um, you know, in contemporary language, I, I think you'd say that they're very queer mm-hmm. because they're very mobile. Yeah. yeah? Kind of. You know, there's female desire, and you know, kind of, uh, um, I forget what her name is. Uh, uh, the, the you know, the 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 leading lady Yusra? of Cairo Station. Ah, Henderustum. Uh, uh, so Hel Rostum. Held Rostum. Mm-hmm. My God, she's like a sex bomb, yes. right? So you know, I think kind of you show different kinds of desires mm. in different kinds of situations, and the reason why his songs are so great is because they encompass you know, human potentiality. And 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 the the, the funny
1: thing is that it's not new. It's been there in Arabic literature and poetry since forever,
0: you know. Exactly. You know, uh, but also I think what makes um, Shaheen almost a unique filmmaker is that he acknowledges all of those things in all of their complexity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, his films are social, and they're personal, and they're sexual, and they're political, and they're historical. You, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I think kind of they just bring in everything together. Exactly. Yeah. And,
1: and that's the beauty um, of them. Like even in Ibrahim Al-Aris' uh, book that I told you about, and it's what's, uh, what's interesting about it is that... Is that... I meant to ask yeah, you, is that in English? Uh, unfortunately, it's not. It's, and and uh, this actually is the book that went, through everything and it's a recent a recent book it was uh, published in 2009 so it had actually interviews with shaheen at the time and like what he thought about each film what people thought of his mm-hmm. films and like a very deep analysis of his film mm-hmm. and like i love the title of the book and says the the vision of the kid and uh, the fist of the rebel- rebellion
0: Uh, You know, so it
1: just gives you a more in-depth feeling of how Shaheen views the world. He still has the childish, fun character while also having the rebellious and the anger and all of these emotions kept inside of him. Yes. And I feel like um, that speaks uh, volumes to the Arab world. But unfortunately, I feel like what we miss is that we don't have PR teams, we don't have managers, we don't have people who yeah. are going to polish your image after you had all yeah. these scandals. If you did it, it's going to stick to you. If you die right. like 50 years later, it will still stick to you. And that's what I feel is the unfortunate circumstances that happened to Shaheen is that uh-huh. people uh, like, uh, spread all of these rumors. And I, I meet with people nowadays who are, like, educated and everything and, like, view the world in different sense than the average person. And I ask them, why didn't you have watched these films? And I feel like maybe you have issues in your life these films are talking about. And their view yeah. because, no, he's pretentious. Uh, people say, like, you will never get his films. Uh, he's He was, like, a pioneer because you would like uh, your his films will be understood 20 years later you know so all these misconceptions of the films of the context of the films like just drew people away from it
0: am i wrong in thinking because my impression was that his his cinema at least you know the first 30 years or so Mm -hmm. was popular cinema yes either they were box office successes right Mm -hmm. that they were you know these melodramas and musicals that actually were, you know, very popular, yeah. right? And that even later, when he began, you know, to do um, like political films like Jamila and so on, mm-hmm. those were all popular films. And Saladin was massively popular. Massive, and, and so until now, like people watch niche.
1: it as a rich ritual. You know?
0: Yes. So it's not like some niche director or yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a mainstream, you know, uh, uh, Egyptian director. Whose films got shown, I believe, all over the Arab world, right?
1: Uh, mostly, yeah, because of TV. Well, as at the time, it was like very conservative, like especially here. I uh-huh. I barely heard anyone said Saudi TV showed any of his films, you know.
0: Right, right. And even okay, uh, there's a lot of
1: arguments about Saladin, you know, especially uh-huh. because a lot of people, even with uh, the Destiny and all of the and uh, the immigrant. People still argue that this is not real and this is real, and and I'm like they don't get <laughs> the context that this is a film. Yes. And this is very hard because this is how they base their debate on, and it's not yeah. I feel a healthy debate uh, to start from because no. I want to have a healthy debate with one of these people because I want to see what is the other perspective, uh-huh. you know. And this is yeah. what's funny is that. All Shaheen wanted was to see the other's perspective.
0: One of the things that really interests me about Shaheen is that if you go through the different epochs in his films, Mm -hmm. he's using different devices. So, for example, one of the things that really interests me about his early cinema, you know, which I don't think is a great cinema, but which I love, is the way that he uses melodrama so effectively. Mm -hmm. Yeah? You know, so, uh, uh, you, you know, blazing... To me, Blazing Sun and Dark Water are marvelous, Mm -hmm. right? You know, uh, but they're very melodramatic, yeah? They're kind of obviously done in a particular vein to speak to a particular audience, but they're very different than what would come later, yeah? Than the kind of personal auteur cinema. Though actually, one of the things that I marvel at, even in those films, is his his visual skills, Mm -hmm. you know? Like the compositions are always like really striking. Yeah. The use of off screen space is always really striking. He always seems to know where to put the camera, right? Yeah. He's fantastic with actors. I think, mm-hmm. you know, um, my God, Sharif is so great in those films yeah. and Fatin Hamama, which is a discovery for me. Right. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's like one of the great presences of world cinema. She's yeah. like, I don't know, like Garbo. And she was a American child Roman actress.
1: Rower. Like she was a child uh-huh. star like since she was a kid she started like she was a star in Egyptian cinema
0: well you can see why mm-hmm. like you know i think you you don't need to you don't need to know anything about egyptian cinema to see you know why she's so uh, extraordinary um and then i think you come across cairo station which i just think is maybe his first <laughs> great film yeah like you know i think it's a truly great film with the
1: egyptian uh, public at the time they like it
0: yeah, yeah, it it, and, like, and it caused the huge controversy,
1: like, and there was uh-huh. a guy who even like, I don't remember, like, I remember listen, hearing the story, but I don't know from where that someone after the film screening went and spit on Shaheen's face because yeah. he thought like, because people, the anger they had was, I'm going to see Farid Shawi and Hindrostum and like a melodrama in the car station. But then I'm uh-huh. seeing a cripple who has uh, sexual desires and all of these things. Yes. So people at the time had high, mo- like moral sense, let's call it. And for them yes. to watch this was
0: like, oh, this is an infidel. What is where are you showing me, you know? Yes. Well, actually, you know, I, I can understand that because, you know, like, I mean, my family emigrated to Canada. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I remember as a child in Spain, you know kind of uh the censorship was so extreme that like you know women had to be covered up, mm-hmm. and so on, so you know those scenes where shaheen uh you know is looking at all those pictures of you know uh I mean the women are dressed, mm-hmm. but they're in very suggestive poses it's it somehow still felt like shocking to me, yeah, I mean you know. And I've seen everything. Exactly. Right? But there's something about the way that it's shown mm-hmm. that's very powerful. Exactly. Still, yeah? So I, I think I can understand the response. And
1: it was uh, actually to, my yeah. first film that introduced me to Shaheen, and it, it came by coincidence. Now I remember why, like in film school, it started because the first couple of weeks, uh, we got a, a link saying that the Academy of Motion Pictures is doing a screening in the LACMA mu- Museum in LA. Showing Cairo Station, and uh, I believe it's not the Mummy in English. It's called The Night of the Counting Stars or something like that by Shadi Abdel Salam, and it's a gorgeous okay, film. No, no, it's a gorgeous yeah. film. Like you must see it. It's like one of the okay. greatest films in Egyptian cinema.
0: What's it called again?
1: No, of the Counting Years, actually.
0: Yeah. The the counting years.
1: Yeah, the night of counting the years. Which is very weird because in, in Arabic it just says the mummy. Al-Mumia. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a gorgeous film also. And like he, he uh, Shadi Abdel Salam was actually work with Shaheen and was an art director before he transitions into filmmaking and make his own film. And he did also experimental uh, documentaries. But unfortunately he died early. Yeah, and also what's also interesting for me about Shaheen's films was that I grew up on the petrodollar films of Egyptian Uh cinema. Okay, so I was born in the 90s. I grew up watching all of these uh, targeting us in Saudi, like VHS films, and that were conservative, had slapstick comedy, all of this stuff. But mm. later on, when I watched Shaheen's films, I saw like all the stars of the petrodollar films were people in Shaheen's film as extras or had small uh-huh. roles, you know. Uh-huh. Like if you remember in Alexandria again and forever, there is a little guy who's bald, who just sings and like these in most of the scenes and even in Hamlet uh-huh. scenes. And now he's the biggest star in comedy. One of the biggest stars in Egyptian comedy. And Shaheen even dubbed another guy to do his voice, (laughs) you know, which is really interesting. uh, The context of how you see them later on.
0: One of the things that I, again, you know, it's it's uh, it's a barrier for for my understanding, because when you talk about a director's films, you know, one of the things that you would always talk about, for example, is who the cinematographer is Mm -hmm. and you know kind of who the editors or the screenwriters but actually because the people often are not uh, like the the titles are all in arabic mm-hmm. right and they don't have uh roman lettering you actually just don't know who who did it yeah um actually, so i actually have a list if of if them actually well tell me actually cuz i'd like to know more particularly you know, the cinematographers he worked with, right? Oh. Because one of the distinguishing features of his of his films is 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 how visually beautiful some of them are. Yeah.
1: the earliest films were mostly Italians
0: uh-huh.
1: and like even in Baba Amin, like you mentioned in the last episode that whether the the first segment of the film was another director and he b- butchered in, but no, it was all Shaheen. But it wasn't a film Shaheen was going to make because Shaheen, when he first came to Egypt, he worked as an assistant director for an Uh Italian uh, filmmaker. And then uh, he worked with one of uh, the the DP on it, um, said like Shaheen could do it. We have an Egyptian guy for for another film and Shaheen came in and pitched. He said, no, I don't want to make your film. Let's do the son of denial. And they uh-huh. said, "No, I don't want to make a film about a guy in the, uh, you know, in a poor village." And then he pitched Baba Amin, which felt was personal to him because also it had connections to like his father and his family, mm. And which is interesting yes. because I, I also, like you guys, watched Baba Amin later on after I watched all the biopics. So it gives mm. you a, also a different context of it.
0: Yes, you can see the connection to Alexandria now, yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah, like this one you could see the Baba Amin was by Victor Anton and uh-huh. Masimu de la Manu. I'm not sure if I, because it's written in Arabic, so the pronunciation yes. to the <laughs> also Alvisi uh, the son of the Nile was Alvisi or Fanili-huh and um, like let's see but the big ones. Like, uh, this one was Ahmed Khorshid for uh, the struggle in the valley.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And the, the next one, which is the funny one, uh, it's called the devil of the desert. And this one was uh-huh. Omar Sharif also. But this one was uh-huh. after struggle in the, in the valley and before struggle in the port. or I don't know what it's yeah, called. Yeah, we haven't
0: been able to see that one.
1: Yeah, and like it was shown in the retrospect, but I I didn't I didn't have a time to watch it. But mm. what's funny is that Shaheen himself hates the film. Like everyone who mm. worked on it hates the film. Because mm. as it says in the book, it's a sp- a spaghetti a spaghetti western made by Shaheen trying to saying like we can do that also in Arab world. <laughs> Fanta? I'd love yeah. to it. Yeah. and also uh. Also, uh, Omar Sharif, because he didn't have the accent of a Bedouin. So they dubbed his voice. Right. (laughs) So like. Um, And this one also by two, I think, Italians. But DPs.
0: From the land on, which I think is another, you know, Mm -hmm. great film. So. Yeah. (coughs) The land you get into
1: 69.
0: Yeah. So, you get into almost like a different kind of, of filmmaking there, mm-hmm. don't you? Yes. Yeah, which, which I think is so moving and beautiful. I mean, you, you know, what is your view of the cinema? Yeah, like, you know, from I've, the late I've, 60s. I've,
1: yeah, I feel like even in the 64, The Dawn of a New Day is a gorgeous film. It's I think
0: it's beautiful. Like, uh-huh.
1: Dawn of the New Day. Have you seen it?
0: I think so. I mean, is that... Or maybe I'm getting it mm. wrong, because... As I said, I get the titles mixed up, mm-hmm. but it was it was the Russian. I'm thinking of the Russian. No, no,
1: no, no. That was the people of the Ni- uh, people, uh, the Nile and Life or. OK. On Jure le Nile.
0: On jour uh, le Nile, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's the one that was at the they, ah. they, they They screened it.
0: Yeah, but. OK, so uh, what's Dawn of a New Day?
1: Dawn of a New Day. Was like a surprise for me, honestly, because it's shot in the 60s in uh, full scope color and just gorgeous. It showed Mm -hmm. Cairo in a way that was never shot before or after until this Mm -hmm. day. It was like even before the smug cloud (laughs) covered Egypt, now it was so clear and clean because it showed the difference of the people that after Abdel Nasser took over and the rich people from the time of the king and how they're living right now after losing the money and uh, the the new generation of uh, poor people coming into a middle class standard. so it yeah. but it showed showed it in a very gorgeous and cinematic way. and like even there's shots of the factories of buildings and it's just like it was a very sentimental film to me that was really shot gorgeously. But when you see it online, and Shaheen was acting in it, actually, also. Uh-huh. And when you see it on YouTube, it's just gross. There's no color. There's nothing. And there was even right. a, an Egyptian podcast about it. And they were saying, like, and there were cinephiles as well. And they were saying that like, even in Hollywood, at the time, there was no films with such colors. Right. And in the vividness and the rich of it. yes
0: i mean that's one of the reasons really why you know i would like to see better copies of all his films yeah i mean it's kind of uh you know film is a visual medium Mm -hmm. right so if you can't see things the way they were made to be seen you're already missing out you know on On a lot of stuff
1: yeah and also and after that he did uh, the ring seller which I feel like if it was redistributed now, it will become very popular because it was a musical. And the lead actress is Fayrouz. Fayrouz is one yeah. of the famous
0: singers in the Arab world. We've got that. So we yeah. will be doing a podcast on that. Yeah, it's a,
1: it's a great film. I saw it at the, actually in the French Cinematheque last year when they had also the, the exhibition on Shaheen. And uh-huh. it, 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 like and you could see all of his work, all the memorabilia, and it's gorgeous. Uh-huh. And they say it's gonna tour the world, so hopefully you'll get to see it soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also oh, I, I, and I, the I, one after that, sorry, was the one that was shot in Spain, <laughs> and it's called. Which one was that? It's called, Rimal Min Dahab, or uh, Golden Sands.
0: Right, okay, I've not seen
1: that. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, Shaheen hates it. He says it's a shitty film. He said uh-huh. it's like um, an experimental, like, put-together montage. It's not a film, you know? Like, if he even says in the book that uh, he needed to shoot a, a bullfight, and uh-huh. he didn't have the capabilities to do that, so he just shot a painting of Picasso's and, like, you know... Did a few renderings <laughs> of that. So I feel like it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, but uh, he hates it.
0: <laughs> uh, um, let me g- go back to the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know we're skipping whole yeah. areas of Shaheen's career. We're doing
1: what Shaheen does. We're all over the place. <laughs> well, you
0: know, I guess it's got a logic. But we began with the influence of his trilogy on Mm -hmm. you, you know, as a young filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And I think this might also be, you know, a good way to end, you know, this this podcast. So tell me about it. Yeah. So Mm. kind of, you know, what are your thoughts on on that trilogy? When did you see them and actually, you know, how how did you respond to them and why?
1: Also, it's not just the trilogy, it's the four films, even Alexandria, New York uh-huh. is one of my favorites, especially because it talks about him in film school, which uh-huh. is the same thing I was going through, you know, of just being like really next to the Hollywood studios. Like in my school, we had the same building as Warner Brothers, but I can't yeah. go inside, you know.
0: yeah.
1: And that's what he was talking about uh, in the film and. It's uh, one of my favorites because it had the dance scenes and it was done properly. That's uh-huh. because of your comments, because that's when he actually got the main a- uh, the like the actor who did him as a kid was a ballet dancer, uh-huh. you know, and you can see the differences there. Yes. But as far as uh, most of them, like I didn't see Alexandria Y on purpose until uh, I watched in Cairo. And uh, Mohsin Mohideen was there after the screening to answer questions. Uh And And what uh, did
0: he say? Because I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm curious. Right. Because that's a collaboration that fell asunder. Yes. Uh, So kind of what did he say?
1: Um, He was more about he was more conservative in his discussion because. um, But what he mainly covered was that I'm not Shaheen. And like, he, w- yeah. he he, still had the same point. And, and that's w- where I felt also the people had that misconception. When they're talking to him, they feel they're talking to the young Shaheen, but he's not. And right. this is where <laughs> I feel like the whole argument started from. Right. It's like, I'm not you, and I'm never going to become you. I just played you in a film. Yes. and But Shaheen's obs- obsession of just feeling that, He's watching himself as a kid in front of him. Uh It's very interesting. And especially that just this year, he actually went back to filmmaking, uh, to acting. Uh And he did uh, a TV series and like a small role, a cameo in one of the films.
0: And I think that's been a loss to cinema really because he's so alive. And charismatic and, you know, he's so good in those Mm -hmm. early films, actually. Have you seen a
1: picture of him uh, as an old man? I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's very interesting. And he still has the same kid voice. Yes. Which is a very Uh, interesting character to see. Yes. But Um, as for the films themselves, like, it just gives you more of a context of what is the real struggles of uh, an Arab filmmaker at the time and how he wanted documenting what is real. And that is the struggle because everything we saw in cinema or like on TV at the time were just like fake representations of reality. Uh And like, and as I I read in uh, Ibrahim Aris book and Shaheen was talking about Alexander Y. And he was saying, I reached the point in my life where I felt now I know enough to tell stories when he was in his 50s that I'm not, I'm not going to make a film about uh, a boy and a girl and a tree and how they fell in love. I'm done with that. I'm not going to make fictional stories. I want to talk about what I've seen. And and now I I'm, uh, like I have enough information to tell it and uh-huh. ways to describe that. And and from there, you start to see Shaheen as who truly is. And that, mm-hmm. for me, was very different because, like, what usually happens in Daribol is, like, after he dies, people are going to go and make a film about him. You know, they're going to go and make a film about Fatin Hamam or whatever. But, like, Shaheen did that for himself because he, wa- and, and those films, like, if they happen they're not going to be real. Like, there was a film on Umu or whatever, but they never go on the deep, real meaning of them. Hmm. And that's what I loved about Shaheen's films the most and even Alexandria again and forever, because the discussions and the relationship he has with the actors and how he's showing himself. Even he says uh, in an interview, like I showed myself as an idiot, uh, as someone who makes mistakes. I'm not idolizing myself. And at the same time, I'm showing all the aspects of my of myself and what I'm hearing. Mm. You know, and as I hear a lot of the interviews and interviews about the film, Alexandria now and again, and you start to see how uh, like my relation to the film grew more that from the idea that he was depicting what's happening right now at at the moment Mm -hmm. that he was living. Like Mm -hmm. even a lot of the stuff that was happening was happening at the same time.
0: Yes. as if I, I was interested mm. in reading I think it was on on your IMDB page mm-hmm. you know that you're interested in surrealism. yes, yes. and one of the things that interests me about surrealism and particularly in relation to uh, uh, Shaheen is that you know in kind of its original definition, you know surrealism was meant to be more real than the real, yeah, because. It kind of tapped into your unconscious mm-hmm. things that you hid from yourself that you didn't want to say that you know so you had to use like your dreams or collage methods or yeah sh- kind of you know c- collisions of things to maybe spark ideas that your rational mind was hiding from you right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and I think you see that in Shaheen. Yeah? yeah you know his dream sequences yeah sometimes I I think you know part of the reason why I think his 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 film is poetic to me mm. is because you know how in poetry like one word yeah or one phrase has all these reverberations it can mean different things mm-hmm. yeah it can yeah so you know it gives you an idea of something but then it has like these these yeah. little reverberations also
1: when you watch yeah. his films without subtitles it's a whole different feeling because yes also the actors and what they, the use of words it, it gives a different sense in how you receive it you know especially with egyptian uh, accent because it's so uh, funny and it has a wit in it and like uh-huh. it has a lot of subtext like they have a lot uh-huh. of things that say and it has so many subtexts. and like i remember it, like a very simple thing i noticed because i, I wanted to check after uh, your, your episode on Alexandria Again and Forever, you said that there's the dance scene with the fountains, that it didn't resonate because they didn't subtitle the song. And the wow. song was very special because it's an Umu song and it's about breakup. And he's literally, she's literally saying, uh, why are you blaming me? It's not in my hand uh the date is gone and like all, all of these like very interesting and like uh saying the unspoken between them you know yes. uh and also after that when he's sitting down with tahia karyoka which is the old lady in the, in the uh in the strike and she tells him uh in in the subtitles it says uh, my friend you and you did that and you got the prize my friend but di- she didn't say my friend she said yad yad uh-huh. like specifically means a kid or like you know a, 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 like a very um not a, informal way or like you know uh, slang way of saying kid but Shaheen is known with it. And he, when, and you, when you say it, it's not like a disrespect, but it's like, he's like, you know, it has so many subtexts to it that just, when he, when she says it, she's like, he's her kid. He's, uh-huh. he's a kid of cinema, of art, of her. And she's amazing. Uh-huh. If you, if you don't know uh, who Taya Karyoka is, she was a Billy dancer and an actress. Uh-huh. And her film even got into Cannes back in the day, uh, the youth of a woman. I don't know if it's Uh translated in that way. And even like, Carioca is a dance, is a Brazilian dance that she knew and it later became her name. And Uh so it's just like, it's so rich Uh how how, how things are, are turned out in the film. And his relationship with Yusra, the lead actress. And she actually says in an interview that he he um, offered her the film. She didn't understand it. She said like I don't mm-hmm. understand any of that. What are you trying to say? Uh, and then later on, after she refused the film, a week later she finds him inside like inside her room, waking up, waking her up from her bed, and saying like Open all your drawers. Show me what you have. Let's take all your clothes and just shoot this film. You know, (laughs) so he was like, very, and you see that in the scene where he takes the flowers and he goes to her uh, mother Uh and he barges in and cut the the watermelon. So he took some of that and put it there. And like, she was the one that told him like, and it's even in the film, she would told him like, you were very good in Cairo station. You should act now again. You were a very good actor. Uh And she actually Uh the one who convinced him to do the role. Mm-hmm. you know and and he also like one of the points you mentioned about the films that he didn't get Mohsen Mahideen and like you could uh, you read in the book he insisted like begged him like went all like way to do it like he even told him I shot some of the film but I would mm-hmm. wait for you and like take uh, and we, we can do a reshoot and it's no problem you know So it shows you how much extent he went to do that. But a lot of things are out of hand. Yes. So
0: let me let me end by asking you Mm. two questions. Yes. Why do you think people should see Shaheen films? Yeah. That's the first one. Yeah. Uh, And then what have you learned from them?
1: Uh, I feel because it gives you like as a foreign like viewer or as an Arab viewer, I'll give you two answers. As an okay. Arab viewer, <laughs> because I feel like what we've seen and our idea of Arabic content is very wrong. We like all of the young Saudi filmmakers, or Saudi filmmakers, they think, oh, we're just gonna watch Hollywood movies and make them. But what about someone who talked about your problems, your things, your religion, your things? And this is a person who talked about them in a very personal way that could depict a lot of the problems we're going now through now and we can work, f- uh, like build on it. Uh, and like that will make us achieve uh, better stuff. I, like we're not going to like start from the beginning and do films, you know, mm. but for a foreign viewer, because Like, all of you've watched on Hollywood was lies. You say it was, uh, what do you call it? Um, Like, offensive to Jewish people, offensive to black people, offensive to homosexuals, offensive to so many communities. But when you see Shaheen's films, it's a guy who was very different from you, who was Mm. saying all of these problems in a very uh, subtle way without, like, like he's he he wanted to reach a universal language and i feel he reached it yes and that's the problem with hollywood is hollywood structured the universal way of reaching people but for me is shaheen just made it in a in a natural organic way
0: yes but and this is i suppose a question yeah. for you one of the things that to me is so striking about shaheen's work hmm. Is actually the influence of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. You see it everywhere. Exactly, and and
1: and that's what is interesting about him. And like you would later see it in Alexandria and New York, is that it's all about my his relationship with uh, America. And I have the same thing. Like I studied in L.A. I love the culture and everything, but Ah. no, I don't want that. I want. I love the American culture. I was influenced by it. But still, like the organic, uh, um, like, you know, the feeling that Shaheen wanted to portray the Egyptian and what Egypt meant. And that's what I had a lot of arguments with Egyptian people was that, why do you love Egypt? They asked me, why do you feel you have this fascination? Is it about the art? No, art is not real Egypt. Shaheen's film is not <laughs> real Egypt. You know this composer is not real Egypt. No one, none of the Egyptians hear that. Egypt yeah. is cruel. Egypt is whatever. And like all these problems they have personally with it. And but Shaheen and what I love personally about Shaheen and what I love is that he depicted what I love about Egyptians and Egyptian culture and art. Is that he said it in uh, Cairo, a scene seen by Shaheen where. it's about like you know his um his their sense of humor their sense of originality Mm. the sense of the land the soil like you know these poetic ways you know of the people but it's not the idea of the corrupt government or like how people other people view it and i had Arguments with that with Saudi people is that they say, Oh no, Egypt, like it's you go walk on the streets, it's full of garbage. I know, but Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't don't love the garbage, I don't love those, (laughs) I love the culture, (laughs) you know.
0: Uh, Yes,
1: and that's for me why I love Shaheen because he was able to capture that.
0: Yes, and he makes you love it also. Yes, you know. Uh, So, but now the influence on you,
1: yeah, the influence is me is so like. I would say Shaheen is my Hamlet as like, you know how Shah- uh, Shaheen has Hamlet. I have Shaheen. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's why like, even you can see behind me, like I have two of his posters, this Alexander Y, this is the prodigal son. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. And I have a bunch of it. And also from, I have a B- uh, like BTS footage of him, like the original Prince and all of that. So, It became like more just like, you know, a materialistic love or attachment. It became more of understanding and viewing the world itself, you know, viewing the world through through different lenses and viewing myself as a a medium of culture and like how I can cross culture with the stuff I can make, you know. And and it's not just about making a big head, making the money, And like everyone is going to talk about me. No, it's about making something that is authentic, something that is real. And funny enough, now everyone wants to make that, you know, (laughs) make their product look that way.
0: Well, uh, thank you very much, Yasser. That was like really brilliant. I I hope I hope it's not the last conversation. Yeah, uh, I have a lot
1: of conversation about Shaheen and it's work.
0: So, you know, the podcast will continue until Mm. we manage to see all the films that we can. Yeah. Uh, So I hope to return uh, to you. Yes. Uh, later on, hopefully. Uh, but this has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so thank you very much. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs>
1: مش ممكن اعيش من بعدك تخيلك جنبي ليالياتي مش ممكن اعيش من بعدك تخيلك جنبي ليالياتي وبقول لو ربنا اخدك كنت عامل يا حياه ان شاء الله انت يا حبيبي يا هنايا وكل نصيبي ان شاء الله انت يا
0: حبيبي يا هنايا وكل نصيبي حوّلع في الروح يا قلبي وانا لا اي يا روحي ده واجب علي